Today's daf is daf Lamed Aleph. We're actually in the middle of a sugya. Um, we'll start with Amar of Ashi. It's about uh, ten lines from the bottom of Lamed Amid Beis. Right. We had as follows. There was an enigmatic brisa. The brisa said, if you take a look a little higher up, about uh, a third of the way down, Tan Rabbonon, it says, Yisrael she'amar le'levi, Yisrael said to a levi, Maisa yesh l'cho b'yodi. I have your Maisa. I have your Maisa, Rishon. Ein choshish in l'trumas Maisa shabo. Then you don't have to worry about the Trumas Meister. Remember, the, for Meister Rishon, it's still Tevel, unless you separate uh, one-tenth of it and give it to the cone, which is called the Trumas Meister. So he said, if he tells the Levi, I have, a, 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 he doesn't say exact amount, there's a few piles of your Meister Rishon, you don't have to worry about Trumas Meister. Kur Meister Yesh Lecha if I have, he says an exact, I have exactly a Kur, 30 saw, of which means it was already weighed and measured. So then, you have to worry about Trumas Maishabal. So yesterday we gave two different answers, and we didn't like those answers because they assumed that somebody was doing something wrong. And we don't say how lochas are being taught because there's an assumption automatically that someone's doing something wrong. We want to say we're not dealing with Rishayim, and we're not dealing with people that are making doing the wrong thing, especially with the Chaveirim. So therefore, we didn't like those answers. So what Rav Ashi is coming to tell me, Rav Ashi says as follows. He says, The case that it's discussing is the following. Now, actually, in the first two, they didn't edit the, the, the Tosefta. They left it the way it is. Ravaji's answer is going to tweak it in, uh, a little bit. He's going to tweak it and going to change it from, if, in, in the Brysa, the version of the Brysa, it starts off, Ain't Choshashin, and then it says, Choshashin, I think he switches it around. He goes, it, it should be saying, the first scenario is Choshashin, the second scenario is Ain't Choshashin. I believe he makes that edit, that makes that tweak. But anyway, let's take a look what he says. Hachika Amar. Ben Yisrael, you have a person, his father was a Yisrael. Sha'amar Levi that says to a Levi, Kach Amar Li Abba, my father, the Yisroel, the farmer, he told me, He said that I have, my father said, I have my sir uh, that, uh, that's yours in my possession. Or your father had my sir reshown in my possession. We're concerned, I mean, you have to be careful, that even though it's Meister Rishon, the assumption is that the Trumas Meister was not separated. means when you give it to the lady, the lady can't just go ahead and consume it. It would not be consumable until what? Until the lady takes the Trumas Meister, gives it, that, only then can he, uh, can he consume the Meister Rishon. Right? Came into low kits, because since, it was not an exact amount. It means while it was by the farmer, this Meister Rishon has been lying, lying around a long time by the farmer, but it wasn't an exact form. Since it wasn't exactly, we didn't know exactly how much it's not, it's not possible that the farmer separated the Trumas Meister. Why is it not possible that the farmer separated the Trumas Meister? Because he didn't know exactly how much was there. So therefore, you have to be concerned, even when the lady takes possession of it, he has to worry about the Trumas Meister. Now, so therefore, Kevin the kids, law of Masakin lay, he would not have fixed it. Right? Law of Masakin lay balabais, the farmer would not have fixed it. Uh, but, however, if 
the son says that my father said he was either watching your father's or your Maiserishon, and he knew exactly how much there was. Obviously, if he knew exactly how much there was, it must be because he measured it. Once he measured it, you can be sure that what? He also himself, even though it's not his responsibility, it's really the... Uh, it's really the Levi's responsibility to separate the Trumas Meiser, but he did it on your behalf. He separated it for you. So there, right? Either you have, it's your kur that he has, or your father's kur. When this is given over to the Levi, the Levi can consume it right away. He does not have to worry about there's still Trumas Meiser in it. Why? Because Kevin the kids. Because since the farmer took the time to measure it, obviously, why would he have done that? What does he care if it's not his? Why would he have measured it? Because he wanted to make sure that it wasn't lying around in a state of tevel. Even though no one's supposed to eat it because it belongs to the levy, but there's a difference between gzela, you're eating something that belongs to someone else, and eating tevel, which is a chiv misa bidei shemaim. So it must be he separated it, and the proof that he separated it is because he took the time to measure exactly how much was there. So there, there's a concept that a person does not like having things that, are, that can cause damage or cause harm lying around his home. And therefore there's a chazaka that you can assume he took care of it. Okay. Now, changing completely what the, the, what he was saying before. Well, it changes around because now, first, I told you, Choshishin and the end Choshishin switches around. And before we were concerned that it was the Levi that separated the Trumas Meiser, the, from the, from the Meiser Rishon. Now, and I've created a problem because it was Enamina Mukaf or it was a Russia because he already paid for it. Now it's not a problem because the one that's separating it is not the Levi. It's actually the farmer is doing a favor. The farmer is doing it, which is the Gemara's next question. One second. Who says the farmer is in power to do this? If this is the responsibility of the Levi, who says the farmer can do it all together? That's the Gemara's question. So says the Gemara, Litram Trumas Meister without the permission of the Levi. Levi. It says in yes, Abba Lozer ben Gamla. Who this is the position of Abba Lozer ben Gamla? The son Abba Lozer ben Gamla. Omer v'nechshav lachem Trumaschem that it'll be considered to you. It's not the Shevet Levi. That this will be considered to you. Your truma, your truma, your separation will be like for the Israelim. Their silos of grain, the silos of wine. Your truma will be for you. Now, it says Trumaschem in the plural. Why does it say Trumaschem in the plural? Because the Shtei Trumas are Because the Truma, the positive is referring to two separate types of Trumas. What are the two Trumas? One is the Truma Gedola, which is taken Truma. by the farmer and given to Truma Gedola, 2%. Ah, is given to the Kohen. Alright. Achaz Truma Gedola. Achaz is Trumas Meister, which generally... After you give the Meister Rishon, he's separated by the Levi to allow him to partake in the Meister Rishon and given to the Kohen. However, since it puts together, juxtaposes in the same word, the Truma Gedola to the Truma's Meister, there are certain things we can learn from one another. What is that? So therefore, Kashem to Truma Gedola, we tell us Baomer. Number one is Truma Gedola can be taken in estimation. It doesn't have to mamash be exact. Now the way Tairazi says, even though the Rechachamim said it has to be one-fiftieth, 
It doesn't have to be young can mamish make it take make sure it's one fiftieth. Because really Minatora, Truma Gadola doesn't even have to be one fiftieth. What does it have to be? It has to be a mashal. If I, uh, it says chita chas poteres is kol akri. It's really one. Chacham said that it's better to do at least one fifty or one forty, one sixty. Depends on the person, but you're one now. But it can be done by omer. It can be done in estimation. So the cheresh is that meister trumas meister, which really does have to be an exact amount. The chorah has to be what. 10%, the Torah says that. Even that can be done in estimation. Taisvis is masbir, because when you do something in estimation, you're going to make sure that you're, you, uh, what's the word, default, you, um, you, you're going to, Round up, you mean overestimate? You're going to overestimate to make sure that you're not going to be under, and who's going to be the beneficiary of this? Cohen. The Kohen. So therefore, that's why it can be done the Omeg, right? So you're not going to take a chance. So therefore, but the Raya is that just as my Truma Gadola for sure can be done by Omeg, even Truma's Maizah can be done by Omeg. Uve Machshava. And it can also be done by Machshava. There's actually three different shitas that I saw that would have made Machshava. Rashi's shita over here is, is that you can have in mind, you look at one part of the Cree, or one part of the bushels or the wine, and say, that's going to be my truma in your mind, and you can partake from the other part, without doing any action, without doing any specification or designation. It can be done completely in your mind. There are Taisus and the, uh, and the other Rishonim disagree with Rashi. The two other uh, positions of, are, are offered is Machshava means you have to do a physical act, but you don't actually have to... Say it. That's what it means machshava. And there's an, uh, exactly the opposite sheet uh, is, is you don't have to do a physical act, but you actually have to designate it bedibur. But Rashi here says you don't need either. Rashi says you can do it the machshava without having even a physical act done. So that's, you can give truma gedoyle and truma smaiz in such a way. Alright? It tells about omet over machshava. Right? So therefore, kach trumas meiser. He tells the old machshava. Or kashem she yesh bechor reshus lebalabais litrom tur gedola. And this is the key. What we're looking at, just as truma gedola. Obviously, the balabais has the permission to separate it. Why? Because he's the one obligated. that gives it to. It's his obligation to give it to the farmer. Just as truma gedola can be done by the balabais. If the balabais also wants to help out the levy and separate what. The 10%. The Trumas Meiser from the Meiser region, it's effective, it works as well. So therefore, that's Ravashi's explanation, the third explanation of this cryptic Tosefta. You have to tweak it a little bit, change around, where it says Choshishin to Ein Choshishin, and the, and, and the underlying uh, precedent is the Chazaka, that a person does not leave something that could cause damage in his home, and if he's able to fix it, he will fix it, and there's indications that he did it, you can rely on that. That the lady now, who takes it from the farmer, does not have to worry about giving the Trumas Meister. Let's go on. Now, after that, it's still considered Teva until the lady gives... The leftover. I mean, the Truma is fine. It's fine. But what's left in the thing is still considered Teva unless even the, 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 even Shani is still considered Teva. Unless you fix what's left, it's still considered... Now, when you give it to the lady, what you gave to the lady is considered Teva. Not what on him, not what's left behind. All right. Now, that's correct. Yes. Now, 
Uh, the reason the next Mishnah is being brought down, again, we've gone completely off track from Gittin, right? But it has to do with the fact that on Dab Chavzai and uh, on, on Chavches, we were discussing the fact that when you deliver a get, you can't give a get la'achamisa, so how do you know the person is still alive that sent you to get it? Even if they're a chola, even if they're a zokeng, how can you rely on it? We had a cheskes chayim, or cheskes kayim. You can assume that there is a legal presumption that what was, is. Yeah. What was, is. So we're going to now continue with that theme, okay? So now, the, the way you have to explain this Mishnah is a little bit difficult, because yesterday we said that you're not supposed to separate Minamukaf. Do you remember what that was? You're not supposed to separate Minamukaf. Uh, you're always supposed to separate. Not, you're not supposed to separate Minamukaf. That when you have one pile, and you want to separate what's in, uh, the requirements of one pile onto another pile, both piles should be in front of you. Now, we're going to learn over here is that the Mishnah is discussing a situation where a person is going on a trip, and he wants to know if I come across untied produce, or I have untied produce, he puts a pile at home that he can have in mind that I'm allowed to use this produce. Because if I'm going to separate the truma now, whatever it is, what am I going to do with it? Right? So I'm going to have in mind that I have a pile at home, and that pile is going to be for my truma. That's going to be for my maizah rishon. The coins at home will be for my maizah shani. That's what he has in mind. And in order to be able to allow him to partake, in anything that he comes across that might be untied on his trip. But the obvious question is, we just learned yesterday, you're not supposed to separate mina'ena mukaf. So how could the mission be discussing that scenario? So the simple shot is, is that it's lechatchilo. Lechatchilo, you're not supposed to then, but if you're stuck in a situation that you don't have any options, then that's the best case scenario, then that's what you have to be doing. The Ramban, I think, gives a different sense. The Ramban says, is that you have to make sure that what you, Rashi learned, what's the problem? We're afraid that someone's gonna come and eat it. Or someone's gonna come and take, and it won't be there, and you think you're doing, you're transferring, and the Maise won't be there, which we're gonna see actually is one of the scenarios comes out of here. So therefore the Ramban says, but if you put it under lock and key, you put it under supervision, then it's considered like Minhamukaf. So that's the way he explains this Mishnah, that it's not a problem of Eina Minamukaf if you make sure that what, that what you have over there is being well supervised. That's the, that's the, uh, so it's inside. So Zog Deilega Mishnah. Hameniach Peiros, Lios Mafrish Aleya, Trumas Amaisos, a person separated, untied Peiros, that this is going to be where, wherever he is, I'm going to separate into this batch for my truma and for my miser, or he had maos, he put aside money, I can't carry around all these coins with me, but you can have the coins at home, and you're on, on, on a boat somewhere, and you, what am I going to do, how am I going to eat the produce that's being served, not a problem, the miser shame that I'm not allowed to consume, I'll have in mind that it's on the coins, when I get home, then I'll do, I'll, I'll take it to your shalim, I'll deal with it, whatever I have to do with it, so therefore, or maos, leo is mafrishalayim, maiser sheini, mafrishalayim, you could be mafrish on them, I, how do you know that that pile that you have at home or you have that coins at home are still there? You're not there to make sure they're there, right? So what do we rely on? Chazaka. So therefore, that's the tie-in to the Mishnah we had before in Chavches by Gitin, because you're relying on a Cheskes Kayim or Cheskes, right. Now, im avdu, but what happens, bottom line is, you are relying on them. Okay, you've been away for three months. You come back, it's gone. 
somebody broke in, stole it. What? It's not there. So now the question really is, what is the Shiloh? When? 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 Did I, did, if, 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 if it was, if it, if it happened after I separated my stuff, then no harm, no foul. At the end of the day, I mean, it's not great because it's supposed to be given, but what can you do? You're an onus. But if this happened before, then what I thought I had separated effectively wasn't really effectively separated, and now I, well, I would have to go back and separate whatever I had and deal with whatever, I would have to do it again. So what is it like this? So Rabbi Lozer says that you have to be careful over here for 24 hours. You have to worry about 24 hours. Now it's not clear what 24 hours. It means 24 hours. What 24 hours? We'll see exactly two explanations in the Gemara. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer. Rabbi Yehuda says like this. Similar type of idea. We're talking about over here that a person had wine. He had wine in storage. And he was separating from wine that he had on, in mind for the wine that he, uh, that it's going to be chal on the wine that he has in storage. Now, the problem is that if that wine has already turned to vinegar, right? So then you should not be separating the wine that you have with in mind that the wine that you have in storage, it became vinegar. Now, so machlokas tanoim, why not? So one says, because it's considered a different min. Wine and vinegar, it's, it's min v'she'en amino, it doesn't work b'chlal. There's another opinion, that says, at the end of the day, vinegar is a form of wine. But you shouldn't be doing it because you're cheating the, you'll be cheating the kahanim. Because you should be giving the kahanim wine, which is worth much more, and you're ending up giving them vinegar. So anyway, but either way, you shouldn't do it. The question is, how can I assume that what I have in storage is not vinegar. So they're going to see that there's three times during the year where it is more likely that the wine goes bad. So therefore, as long as you've checked at these three times of the year and found that it's still vinegar, I'm, 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 still, I'm sorry, it's still wine, then you can assume that it did not become vinegar at any other point. And what you did is a successful separation of trumas and mices, whatever you had to do. Let's see. Three times in the year we check the wine. When there is the eastern wind, the eastern wind that blows at the end of Sukkot. So this eastern wind that blows at the end of Sukkot is a very hot wind and it has a negative impact on the wine. So that's the time when you need to check so the wine hasn't turned to vinegar. That's number one. Hotzas madar at the time when the, uh, the, the the vine buds begin uh, uh, budding, that you have these little berries that became what's that? I, I'm, I, I could be. I'm not sure. But when it when it becomes budding or, or, or sprouting, these little buds. All right. And the third time is Bishas Knisas Mayim Beboiser. Boiser is the unripe grape when they start filling with moisture. The first shot in Rashi. That when they start filling with moisture, so these three times, these are times that that's when you check the wine because historically that is the time when if it's going to go bad, that's when you have to you have to make sure it hasn't gone bad. Okay. Let's go back now. The Gemara wants to know. Rabbi Lazar said that if you had put aside... Uh, I mean, if you've already tithed it one time, 
You're not tithing it. You're tithing other things and this is a cumulative. You could have a lot more. You can tithe 50 times on this one pile. This is the, this is, you could have 10 times on tithing because I've got 100 kur and each one I'm taking 10 kur for my tithe so I've got 90 kur still to go. It could be multiple tithing from this one pile. On the wine, so you're saying Yes, like the same case as the payrolls before. Now, the, 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 the Rabbi Lazar said that if you came back from your trip and you found there are budim, you found that they're missing, right? So you have to worry about 24 hours. Well, what does that mean? So we're going to have two opinions here which are diametrically opposed. It means that when you check, when you get back from your trip and you check, you only have to worry about the last 24 hours. Means the chazaka, the cheskas kayim is strong enough that up till 24 hours ago you can assume that what? It was wine. Right. It was, not wine, we're not dealing with wine. It was not stolen, it was not lost, it was still here, and therefore what you did prior to that would be effective. But the, anything you did within the last 24 hours, that you have to go ahead and do again, because that we are concerned that it might have been taken within that 24 hour period. Could have been 10 hours ago, could have been 12 hours ago. But the only concern is the last 24 hours. That's how strong the Cheskis Kayim is. Now, Rabbi Lozab and Antigonus holds exactly the opposite. Rabbi Lozab Antigonus says, if you came back three months trip, and you have no idea when it was taken or not, your cheskas kaim only helps you for the first 24 hours. The first 24 hours after you left, then whatever you did, you can assume was okay. Uh-huh. Past that time, it's already a suffix, you're going to have to go ahead and do again. So, Mama says, it's exactly the opposite. This is tremendous chumrah. Right? So Rabbi Yochanan is disagreeing with the interpretation of Elizabeth Antignos in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that when you come back, there's a concern about the 24 hours. Now what exactly the concern is? According to Rabbi Yochanan, I mean, that's when you have to worry that you would have to do it again. According to Elizabeth Antignos, exactly the opposite. What is he saying? That's when you don't have to worry, but anything past that is when you have to worry. So therefore, Rabbi Elizabeth Antignos, Amishum, Rabbi Elizabeth, Rabbi Yana, in the name of Rabbi Elizabeth, Rabbi, Mi'eis le'eis shalanocha. We're talking about the 24 hours from when you put it down. When you put it down and left, that's what the 24 hours is, is discussing. And that's the situation. At that time, if, uh, if, uh, <coughs> therefore, uh, and that's the time that you don't have to be concerned. Now the Gemara is going to question which one fits better into the Lashon of the Mishnah. Because if you read the Mishnah, Tanan, and our Mishnah said, Im Abdu, that when you came back after three months and you found that it was lost. What is the Lashon of the Mishnah? choshesh mi What does that sound like? You have to be concerned for 24 hours. Now, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that's very good. Because the only concern is the last 24 hours. I'd be cons- I'm worried about 24 hours. But according to Rabbi, Rabbi Lozer ben Yanai, according to the, the, the second opinion, that 24 hours are when you don't have to be concerned. It's past the 24 hours that I need to be concerned. So the language of the Mishnah is difficult. So when it says like this, that says, that the only concern is the last 24 after you came back and checked. That's what you have to worry about. So shop it. But according to this Rabbi Lazar, uh, 
That's not me'es le'es you have to worry about. But it should say ad me'es le'es that you have to worry about up to the last twen- the first 24 hours. That's what it should say. That you're worried about everything past the first 24 hours, but the actual 24 hours itself, according to him, no you don't have to be worried about. So it should say ad me'es le'es me'boyilei. Versus kash. So actually the wording of our Mishnah is difficult according to the second interpretation of what Me'es Le'es meant. Everybody with me? Let's go on. Debre Rabbi Lazar, so we said like this, that Rabbi Lazar said in our Mishnah, is that you can put aside uh, payrolls before you go on a trip, or money you go on a trip, and you don't have to worry about it, because you can rely on what? You can rely on a Cheskas Kayim, Right? Now, if you came back and it was taken away, so then already uh, you have to worry about me'es le'es. Okay, we had two different interpretations. So what it says like this. So I'm a Rabbi This is Rabbi Lozo the Amora. Rabbi Lozo the Amora is Rabbi Lozo ben Pedas. Rabbi Lozo in the time, the Mishnah is called Rabbi Lozo ben Shamua. Rabbi Lozo ben Shamua is the Tana. And what we find out, we already had this a number of times we've had this. Rabbi Lozo is explaining Rabbi Lozo. makes it completely. But he says that, he says, Chalukin alav chaveirav shel Rabbi Lozo. He says that the Chachamim would disagree with Rabbi Lozo. Because according to Rabbi Lozo, if you found that it was lacking, you still can rely on somewhat on a Cheskis Kayim. Now again, we had a machlok, the first 24 hours, last 24 hours, how do you read it? But there is some reliance on the chazaka, as you had the rely, right to rely on the chazaka up to that point. That was what Rabbi Lozad stated. So what Rabbi Lozad, the Amora, Rabbi Lozad uh, ben Pedas is going to say, is that that's only his opinion, the Chachamim disagree with him. Where do we see the Chachamim disagreeing with him? There's not a learned in the Mishnah. Let's say you have a situation. You measured a mikvah, and the mikvah was found to have 40 saw. Alright? So you taught your title, people are being titled in there, Kalim are being titled in there, and now once it's no longer Tome, you can use it with Truma, you can use it with Kutchin, you can use it with it because it's no longer Tome. Three months later, you go and measure again, and what happens? No 40. And no 40, you don't have the 40 anymore. So what do you, what, up to what point, or what, can you rely on a chazoka that it was good till now? What is going to be the Allah? Huh? So now, according to Rabbi Lazar, he says you could rely on a chazoka, whether it's for the first 24 hours, whether it's only you have to worry about the land. But the Maisa, he said you could rely on, what did the Chachamim say? Simon says, that all of the Taharos that were, uh, Tabled in this mikvah and from the ke- oh, I mean, and, and or any vessel of person that came from this mikvah that came into contact with items of tahara, whether it be truma, whether it be kachim, right? Whether the mikvah is in Rishus Rabin or whether the mikvah is in Rishus Yachim, because usually there's a rule that suffix tuma Rishus Rabin may be mikvah, but that's only a suffix in terms of the contact. This is not a subject. This was violent contact made a tummy. That so therefore the fact that the mikvah is in a public or a private domain would not have any bearing over here. What's going to be aloha tameos? It is considered to be tummy, which means we don't give a chazaka once once you found it problematic. It's problematic. You might rely on the chazaka before you found it problematic, but once you found it, it goes back all the way. Everything till the last time you measured is problematic. This does not go like our Mishnah, like the Shita of Rabbi Lozer. 
So Mar says Pshita. That seems to be obvious. What exactly is Rabbi Lazar the Amora telling me? Clearly, the Chachamim don't agree with Rabbi Lazar of our Mishnah. So what did Rabbi Lazar of the, the Amora Trump comes to tell me? Where says Pshita the Chalukin that they're arguing. So he says no, because you could have kvetched like this. You could have said Mal the same. You could have said when the Chachamim say that everything that was done lemafreya is Tomei, maybe lemafreya mean for the last twenty four. Going back. What do I mean going back? Oh, so that, but that you see that that would not be Pashat Shah. Pashat Shah means everything going back till when? Oh, till the last time you check. And then put, that's what he's coming to tell Don't learn it means going back the last 24 hours. Aligning with Rabbi Loza, no. Going back means from the last time that you checked and never disagrees. So Ma'alama Freya, there's Ma'alama Freya, you might have said Ma'alama Freya would have been going back. It means he's going back 24 hours. Kamash Malan, that's not what, it doesn't mean going back 24 hours. It means going back to the last time you checked and therefore they are arguing with Rabbi Loza. This is a thing also. In, in the service of Nida, they have the same, same, same discussion. But in Nida, they have the discussion whether she finds herself Nida now, so it doesn't matter. So there's 24 hours, right? that's, uh, Dian, that's Dian Shaitan. It's, it's, uh. Alright, let's go on. Mikveh different and the Peperot not going to change. Mikveh is going to change, but naturally... Well, you could argue Paris, if you leave long enough, they're also going to get ruined. It's also not something that stays forever. Alright, let's go on. Now, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said that that if you put aside wine and you want to make sure it didn't turn to vinegar, there are three times a year that you need to check that there's a propensity for them to go bad during those three times a year. Tano, we learned in a bribe, so... Alright. The kidum shel motzeachag shel tkufa. Is that like this? This just needs a little bit of an explanation. Is that this eastern wind that blows Sukkot time... He says that's only a problem if Sukkot falls out. Uh, the, uh, one second. It's only a problem if it already has entered into, I believe this is the way it works, after the uh, autumnal equinox. I mean, the autumnal equinox is that when the sun is directly over the equator and the day is half day, half night, it's called the autumnal equinox. What happens at that point, it shifts from summer to fall, to autumn. That's what's called the autumnal equinox. So he says like this, when are we concerned about the sun, I mean, I'm sorry, the wind, having this negative impact on the wine, it's only if Sukkot already had become fell out in the autumn. Because remember, the Yom Tovim go with the lunar calendar. The seasons go with the sun calendar. We have ways of calibrating and making sure that they tie in, but generally it doesn't have to because they're on different, uh, different year cycles. So now therefore, when is it a problem that the, the wind affects negatively the wine? It's if it's already, the tkufa already happened, which means we shifted from summer to fall, and then Sukkot falls out. But if Sukkot fell out before the autumnal equinox, means it's still in the summer, then the eastern wind will not have the negative impact, and therefore what? You don't have to check the wine at that point. I believe that's the right, I'm saying it the right way. Let me just check this. Yes, I'm right. Okay, let's go back to it. Yes. Because I took, I have all this wine. I yeah. took this amount of wine. This is my true wine. No, no, I have wine in another place. I'm on. A, I went on a trip. I left this wine 
Let's give an example. You let this wine in storage. And I am in a trip and I'm using wine. I want to use the wine as, as this, is my, this is my base of which I'm going to be separating from other wines. Now the question is, but I only want to separate the other wines from this wine if I'm guaranteed that this wine is no longer vinegar. So you have to check three times a year that this wine is not termed vinegar. Then the you wine can, that I left in my storage house that I'm going to eventually use is Truma? That'll become, that'll be my Truma that I'll give to my Kohen, taking off all my wine from other places on this, this will be the what I'm using. Right. And if it turns into the vinegar, then that's a problem because now you can't. You can either because it doesn't work or you're not allowed to do that to the Kohen. Alright, now. So there's no method for wine. No, I mean, it might be that if you found the vinegar, when it'll, uh, you know, when does it go back? That's actually a discussion. Does it, do you have to assume it went back 24 hours? I mean, that'll be this, uh, there'll be a discussion about, there is a discussion on that. But let's get followed. Time you learn from the Brysa. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, the Gimel Prokim Mochrem We're going to see exactly why this is important information. But there's three times a year that are optimal to sell the grain. If you want to know when to sell your grain, three times a year it should be sold. With Neazera, before the planting season, obviously before the planting season, people want to go out and buy seed. seed. Mm-hmm. And during the planting season, also good time to go ahead and sell your seed. And the last one is interesting. half. But it means like this. It means 15 days before Pesach. Why is 15 days before Pesach considered a Frosa Pesach? Because you're supposed to start learning the halachas of Pesach 30 days before Pesach. So Pros means half of that time, 15. Now why is that an optimum time to sell? Because we, people now are running out of options because it has not, the, 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 the new grain is still prohibited. The stew, the Bruno Gain, until Pesach, the new grain should not be used. So people are trying to buy what's left of the old grain. And therefore it now is optimal because now, because it's still two weeks to go, it's going to have a good price to it. So therefore that's a good time to go ahead and sell. So grows up Pesach. Now, there's also three times a year where it is a good time from a marketing standpoint to sell the wine. The Frosa Pesach 15 days before Pesach. The Frosa Tzeres 15 days before Shavuos. The Frosa Chag and 15 days before Sukkot. I guess wine is consumed specifically for sure on Pesach, but even on the other holidays there is a consumption of wine. That is an optimal time you get good best, best bang for your buck. Or maybe we get best best buck for the for the wine. Anyway, now the shemen and oil lends the best time to sell your oil. Meatseres ve'elaf moving forward after Shavuos. After Shavuos is the best time to sell your oil. Now the one wants to know, and we've talked about this before. Gemara is not farmer's almanac. All right, we don't need to know this just to go ahead and give good ideas for the farmer. There has to be a halachic uh, implication for us to know this information. So what is it? What halachas are you teaching with this? The halacha is as follows. Generally, if you have shutfim, two people are, are, are own, own, own an asset, one is not allowed to sell it without permission from the other. From the other. In these times of the year, where it is optimal in terms of getting the funds for it, you're allowed to sell without asking permission from the other partner. That's the Kiddush 
of what's being taught over here. So I'm a rabba for shutfin. Now the Moses is fine. These are the optimum times. What about if it's past the time? Can you still go ahead and sell if it's past? What's the halach if it's past the time? So I'm a rabba. He says, Kol that moving past the date each day is considered the right time because it starts going down. So therefore, it's going to start, the price starts going down. So you want to hop around. You don't want to wait till the next day because then it's going to be even less. So this is optimal, but each day is still considered optimal within the day ahead of it. So you can still go, once you hit these points, you can still go ahead and sell. Now, let's go on. The one now brings, we're talking about certain uh, winds, the eastern winds that have negative impact. We're talking about, the one is now going to bring down a posseg. This is a posseg in Yonah. It says that uh, Yonah planted a kikayon. He planted a certain plant and Hashem uh, uh, arranged for a wind to come that destroyed this plant. Hashem was making a point. Yonah got upset about the plant. So he says, you can upset the plant. So now I get upset about the whole city of Ninveh that I created that is going to end up being destroyed. It was Hashem was proving a point here. It says, Vayik is Rach Hashem as it was when the sun shone. Vayaman Elohim and Hashem arranged Ruach Kadim an easterly wind. Charishus. Now we're going to see what the word Charishus means. There was a list of Charishus wind and it shone uh, the, the wind blew on on, uh, on 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 his on on his head and he fainted. Right. So what is this ruach harishis? What is this ruach harishis? So Amar Rav Yehuda. No, skip the line. Uh, no, Amar Rav Yehuda. My harishis. What is harishis? Amar Rav Yehuda. This is a, such a turbulent, stormy wind that when it blows, Ozef Lomim Flomim Bayam. Cheresh is the furrow. It makes furrows. Achoresh is, is to plow. It makes furrows. It's such a stormy wind that it makes furrows in the ocean. So Amalei Rabbah. So Rabbah said to Rabbi Yehuda, Iachi, he said, it doesn't really fit the, the, the context of the verse. The verse implies that what caused Yonah to faint was the heat of the wind, not the stormy tur- turbulence of the wind, right? So he says like this, Iachi, Hainet Dersiv, Betach Shemesh Al-Rosh Yonah, that the sun shone on his head. It's somehow that, that wind had to have something to do with him fainting. According to you, it has nothing to do with him fainting, right? A storm has nothing to do with the heat of the sun. But he's olive and he fainted. El Amarav, a different shot. Bishashem and Hashavas, that this eastern wind is, is, is called a chamsin, they call it in Israel. It's such a strong, hot wind. Shemeshatek is called aruchos mipanea. It silences the coolness, the chill of all the other winds from all directions are silenced because of the heat of this wind. So that's what it's referring to. So Harish is from the word come to Cheresh. Cheresh means like deafens. It deafens, I mean, it silences the impact of the coolness of the other winds because of its heat. That's what it was. That already fits the shot in the pulses. That's why he fainted because of the heat of this wind. Behind the seven, that can also explain the following. The Pasuk in Eov, Eov complained to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he said, how do you let this happen to me? I mean, he was, he was questioning the way Hashem runs the world. That's what he said. So Hashem responded to him, Asher Gadecha Chamin, he says like this, that your clothing, that heat up, Bahashket Eret Midorom, when the, uh, there is a silencing of the land from the south. Alright? 
So what does that refer to? What is it talking about over here? So Amrav Tavchlichim Parachista Amrav Chista Emesayid Gadecha Chamim. What causes your clothing? What is he saying? What causes the clothing to heat up? B'Shah Shehishkit Eretz Midarom. He says like this: Is that when uh, uh, the, when there's a silencing of the earth from the south? B'Shah Shemenasheves Meshatekas Kolaruchos. Is that Mipanel? Uh, is that and the Rashi? Rashi seems to learn like this: Is that uh, that the, the southern wind actually is a wind that cools off, cools off the uh, the 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 effects of the other winds and makes it cooler. The southern wind makes it cooler because it's 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 uh, it's, it's it's a uh, cooler wind. It, uh, so it silences the heat of the the other uh, 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 of the other uh, the eastern wind you see when it blows when the specific wind blows that even overrides the, the effect of the southern wind but with the point that that uh, that that uh, was, uh, uh, was was saying is that I am the one that knows how to bring out this southern wind to sh- make sure that your clothes do not overheat and you don't overheat. So, y- you're telling me I don't know how to run the world. If it wasn't for the fact that I knew how to do this, then the world would cease to exist. So don't question whether I know how to run the world and not know, I know how to run the world. All right. Ravuna and Ravchista have a Yosti. Ravuna and Ravchista were sitting together. There was one of the Talmidei Chachamim of that generation. His name was Geniva, and he was walking by. So Amar Chad Lechabres. So one said to the other one, he says, "Nekam mekamesh." We give him like the rabbinical shuffle, like you know, let's give him a little bit of a, uh, a uh, acknowledgement because the Bar Urian who because he's a Talmud Chacham. So the other one said, "We can make go nekam." He says, "We don't have to get up in front of a Bal Machlokis." This Geneva used to go after the Ba'av Basin. Ba'av Basin was named Mar'ukva. And he used to start up with Mar'ukva incessantly. He didn't let him leave him alone. So therefore, whoever was said, he says, he's a Baal Machlekes. And a Baal Machlekes, we don't have to acknowledge him. We don't have to stand up. And Hachi also, in the meantime, Geneva came by, came over to the two of them, approached him. So, Hachi also, he came to meet them. So Amalu he asked them, but my askisu, what were you guys talking about? I'm sure you're talking and learning. What is it that you guys were discussing? So Amalek, Baruchos, we were discussing the Pasuk in Eo concerning the winds. We're talking about the winds. Samalhu. Hakiam Rabkanan Barova Amarab. He says, This is what I have a tradition in the name of Rabkan Barova who has it from Ra. Dalid Ruchos when Ashavas Bakoyan. There are four winds that blow every day. The, the northern wind is a wind that is a balanced wind. It's a balanced wind. It's not too hot, not too cold. That blows along with all the winds and it tempers all the winds because it's blowing with them as well. Shilmala came because if it wasn't for that, the world would not be able to survive. Now, even one moment. The most, uh, the harshest of all the winds, the one that has the greatest impact, that's the southern wind, okay? Bilmala ben Nates, there's a malach, it's known as ben Nates, right? Actually, it looks like a hawk, that's why Nates means a hawk. It looks like a hawk. This malach, ma'amido, the malach we're going to see with its wings, uh, uh, stops the impact of the southern wind, 
Mecharevis Bala Oilam Kul, the world would destroy because of this effect of the southern wind. Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, again, this is also in Eov, Habinascha Ya'aver Nates, this is what Hashem was telling him also, I think this is what I, maybe I jumped the gun, but this is what Hashem is telling him. He says that, is it your understanding, do you have the intelligence and the knowledge, Ya'aver Nates, to cause this Malach Nates uh, to, to, to pass through and Yifros Knopov and to spread his wings with Taman to the south to prevent the negative impact of the south. You, Eov, you know how to do that, right? I know how to do that. You don't know how to do that. Alright. Rav and Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchel Havi Yossi Rav and Rav Nachman were sitting together Havi Chalev Ba'azel Rav Nachman Bar Yaakov So Rav Nachman Bar Yaakov was a big Talmud Chocha a big Gordel Ador the Yossi the Guharko the Dada, he was sitting in a gold throne. They used to carry him around on a gold throne. Who Porus Dale Sarbolo de Carti and over and, and, and covering over him was a a, a bluish green uh, covering. So they couldn't see exactly who was sitting in there because it had this covering over the throne. Now Rava Azalagabe, Rava got up to greet him, to show covered to whoever was there, obviously the a guy, because he wouldn't be going around. Like this, so he got up to greet him. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak lo Azul Gabbay. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak didn't bother getting up. Amar Gilmer Inshei the Bay Reish Kalusa Inu. He said that probably who's walking around, someone from the household of the Reish Kalusa. He was the son-in-law of the Reish Kalusa, and therefore he says, I, I don't have that political requirement to go ahead and show him covered. I'm the son-in-law, so I can stay seated. Robert needs to go ahead and do it. I don't have to go ahead and do it. Now, now uh, so Robert Tzarechlo, Robert needs him, I don't. When it became apparent that actually who was sitting in there, Rav Nachbar Yaakov, not one of the members of the household of the Reish Galuso, so Azul so therefore Rav Nachbar Yitzchak, what was his name? So Rav Nachbar Yitzchak got up to go over and also give his uh, to show his his uh, greetings and, and covered to Rav Nachman Yitzchak. So Goli Lidare, so Rav Nachman Yitzchak rolled up his sleeve. Right? He rolled up his sleeve. Amar Shadya Noshit. He said is that it's the heat of the wind that is blowing along the carriage. It means it's hot in here. There's this wind that's blowing us along, but it's very hot and that's why he rolled up his sleeve. So Amar Rava, Hachi Amar Rav, that Rava said, this is in the name of Rav, Isha Pelis Boy. He says that, I, I think it's going back on the eastern wind. It's not clear from Raja Dekhan. But this eastern wind, this hot wind, causes women to miscarry. It also causes the uh, pearls to rot inside the oysters in the sea. What's that? Right? And Rabbi Yochanan Amar, even though we know that the Sheikh Vazera remains for up to three days, a woman can become pregnant from the Sheikh Vazera within her body, but this heat causes the Sheikh Vazera to uh, putrefy and will not allow her to become pregnant from it. So therefore, so therefore, putrefies because of this heat. So it has three negative impacts, this heat, this wind, this hot wind. All three opinions are all based on the same posseg. What is the posseg? Posseg says like this, It says that if he, he will uh, be productive, Yafri means become, will produce when he is uh, amongst 
the brothers. Yavo Kadim. He will come, he will blow from the east. Ruach Hashem, the wind of Hashem. Mimidbar Ola comes up from the desert. Vayivosh and Akoro, and it dries up the source. And the project continues, and it will dry up the fountain, etc., etc. So we're talking about this wind that has these, the, these negative impacts. So now what are the negative impacts? So Yavush Mekairai dries out the source. That's referring to the source, the uterus of the woman gets dried out because of it, which therefore causes her to miscarriage. And it will destroy the fountain. That refers to the Sheikh Vazera, Shemayisha, that is, in the woman stopping from impregnating who? And who Yashasa Otsar, called the end of the poem says, and it will destroy the treasures that are in the, um, so in, 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 in the uh, in, in the in the storage in, in the in the treasury will become destroyed. That's the opinion of the uh, that, 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 that the what's his name that the pearls become destroyed because of this wind. Amarova. Rova said as follows: Adi Suro. Adi Suro means the Chachamim from Suro. The Chachamim from Suro were very the Daiki. They were very meticulous in the way they understood Sukim. So Daiki Croy, they were meticulous in the understanding of Sukim. Uh, uh, explained the following. What is the first part of the passage? It says, "Kihu ben Achim Yafri." amongst the brothers, they will be productive. Meaning, the right second part is talking about the, da- the damaging effects. Of this wind, and the first part of the passage is talking about amongst the brothers to be productive. So what they dodge in as follows: the word amongst the brothers means things that are tightly knit. Hopefully, brothers are tied together. So something which is tightly knit, yafri. There's a play on the words. Yafri comes also same lashon of yarpeh. Yarpeh means it'll loosen. It'll loosen that which is tightly knit. I mean the effects of this heat, this hot uh, hot sun, makes things that are tight, generally tied together, become loose. So Amarava, what does that refer to? Afilu shukta the kupina, the mara rafia, the 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 handle that is in the shovel. Because of the heat, it loosens and it comes out. Right? Rafia and that's par the paria. Then achim paria. That's referring to the handle becomes loose from the shovel. Rav Yosef Amafilu Sichta Vedafna Rafia. You put a peg in the wall. You want to hang things on the peg. That because of the heat will cause the peg to fall out. And Rav Acha Bar Yaakov Amar Afilu Kanya Bekufta Rafia. When you, when you uh, weave a wicker basket, so the wicker is tight and it holds together the basket, because of the heat, it comes unraveled, it becomes loose. Hadran Achalaget, Hadran Achalaget, Hadran Achalaget. As Hashem is Baruch, tomorrow we begin the fourth parak of Masechah. What was the purpose of all this? Yeah. What purpose?